Hey, 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 it is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Hanging out here, Studio 22, by myself at the moment. Uh, a few things I want to talk to you about on this episode. Chance, the soulless ginger rapper, and Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, sitting over there uh, at the helm of the mothership. I didn't mean to imply that I was completely alone. I just mean out here on set. You guys are over there actually in charge, right? I can almost hear the hum from the collective brain power that's over there. Uh, Candace has given me a couple of different things. I want to, I want to, I just want to share some interesting stories with you today as we get into it. Uh, I want to remind everybody that, uh, tomorrow night going to be in, uh, Franklin, Tennessee. That's right. Going to be at the Marriott Cool Springs Convention Center, Franklin, Tennessee. And then on February 13th and 14th, going to be in, uh, I always want to, I always want to call it the casino, but it's not Horseshoe Bay Resort. Austin, Texas. So go to watchchad.com and get your tickets and information and get over there. There were 41,000 new jobs reported in the last month. 41,000. That's right. 330 million people in America. There were 41,000. I think this is what we have to look forward to in the brand new Biden administration, the O Biden administration. That's what I'm calling it, Candace. Um, Dismal. I mean, that is absolutely horrific job report numbers. Uh, if employers across America are only hiring 40,000 people a month, we are in trouble. And not to mention the fact that um, um, so many other things through these executive orders are causing people to lose their jobs, uh, which is pretty insane. And yes, every single one of those jobs matters. A uh, lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I want to try to, I'm going to share some stories with you today that I think you're going to appreciate. Just some stories from uh, different perspectives. And I hope that you will be able to see a little bit of what else we're dealing with in the world today from other people's, uh, again, perspectives. Because right now, we're kind of in a situation where. We're pretty narrow-minded. We've gotten laser-focused. Our field of vision has gotten very, very small. Uh, we're so focused on the things that affect us and influence us, and especially right now in the midst of lockdowns and coronavirus and uh, job loss and job changes and reduced capacities, and, and we can't travel as much as we used to. And, and with all of this stuff shut down the way it is, it's very easy to get very uh, focused like navel-gazing. And kind of dragging your nose in the dirt because you're so focused on self. I want us to pick our eyes up and look to the horizons a little bit and see that there's other people out there who are dealing with things too. And I want to also encourage you guys. You've heard me talk about a new social media platform that's out there. And I want to encourage you guys to go out there, join up, and follow me, Chad Prather, on Free Space. Free Space is a new uh, – it's an algorithm-free, um, just like you want it to be. Uh, platform social media if you could imagine uh the the functionality and the look of an instagram but the interaction ability of a facebook and uh some of the direct capability of bringing in youtube videos it's pretty exciting and so we're excited to partner with uh those guys over there and and i want you to get over there and be a part of it this isn't an ad in any way shape or form i'm not promoting anything or making anything off of it i just want you guys to be on platforms of free speech uh and so as we do this i want us to be able to share these perspectives together and so much of what we are wanting to share with one another as a community 
is getting shut down because of social media. So I uh, told you, I told, been telling you guys that this was coming and it's coming. So go out there and join Free Space. Uh, I know that a lot of you guys probably never crossed your mind that COVID could cost you your home, right? Uh, well, cybercrime's up 75% since the pandemic hit. And by far, the most serious cybercrime to worry about is home title theft. That's right. Home title theft. Cyber criminals, foreign and domestic, they're after our homes. And it's so much easier than you could ever imagine for them to get them because the title documents to our homes are online and the thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to him and then takes out loans against your home, leaving you with the debt. You don't even know until the late payments and the eviction notices start showing up. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. That's why I protect my home with Home Title Lock. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with my home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim, and then use code RADIO to receive 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com, and we will be right back. During the break, I was reading a couple of uh, messages there from social media. If you, if you want to send us, I try to read as many as I possibly can. Steve, are you the same way? You try to read as many as you can? Yeah, I read as many as I can. Messages, uh, emails, and I do have a ton of emails right now. And I'm trying to, everybody wants to know who won the car crash uh, story and pictures. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Did they send you the pictures? Oh, I've got, I've got hundreds and hundreds of emails. But now I'm starting to get the emails, hey, who won that? Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. And I'm still going through those. See, that was when you weren't here in studio. We said, send in your, that was a Lisa Page deal. She said, send in your car crash pictures, and we'll send a T-shirt to, I don't know if it was the worst one or the. Are we sending her T-shirt? or No, we're sending one you, of mine. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. I think we're sending a um the Chad Brather show or a fact pack one or something like that. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we pick a winner. Yeah. yeah Cause they've been get, coming to you. Yes. And, but now I'm starting to get the follow up emails. Hey, what happened about this? Yeah. So it's still happening, but there's hundreds. All right. We're going to keep y'all on the hook. Suspense, <laughs> suspense. We, we're still good for it. I promise you. We got plenty of t-shirts. We'll send you. I, but back to messages and stuff like that on Facebook. I get a lot every day. So my point in bringing that up is you want to send us messages on twitter or facebook or instagram here's a trick get to the point get to the point i can't read a novel every time somebody sends a deal it's a book it's a book i mean if i got to keep scrolling like i need to see it i need to see it if you want it read there's so many that come in here's the deal if you want it read and this is me bitching it needs to be like a, I need to be able to see it all on one screen. Bullet points. If I gotta keep scrolling, and I'm and I'm five screens deep into your message, I'm lost. I don't I don't have a yeah, clue. Yeah, I don't. I can't respond to those. I can't. Well, even I can't. Read them. There's no, there's yeah. too much. I mean, if you want to if you want to write the Constitution and send it to me, I, I there's no way I can't read it. I, I promise you can look at our text messages back and forth to each other, and they're straight to the point. Bullet me and points. You? Yeah. One word. There's two like words. One two words. And yeah, it's, uh, it's language all its own. It's quick and to the point. And we always talk to text, which means it's totally screwed up. Yeah. And you just have to interpret it and yeah. go with it because we don't correct it. We don't fix it. <laughs> did you gain weight through this pandemic thing? Um, I did, but I'm back to dropping weight. Yeah. 
I'm back. I've got to But fight, you really didn't gain shit. much. Uh, five or six pounds. Yeah, that ain't nothing. So. I gained 20. Now, yeah. now I'm, I don't know. But, you know, my weight does this anyway. Yeah. So, but usually about within 10 pounds. Now, then it went up to 20 pounds. As COVID-19 cases spike around the country, so does demand for s'mores in American homes. Chocolate and candy sales have been on the rise since the start of the pandemic as people are cooped up inside their homes, searching for every small occasion to celebrate. Chocolate sales were 40% to 50% higher in areas with an increased number of COVID-19 cases. Uh, interesting. I might have to buy some stock but in Hershey's. Th- there might be some link, though, between chocolate and there could be. Know, COVID. Could so be. Could lay off the chocolate. <laughs> Might you know, be. like diabetic, overweight, <laughs> COVID's going to kill you, that kind of thing. The Hershey CEO says that wherever COVID cases were elevated or counts were elevated, there was an increase in s'mores ingredients. Uh, that's amazing. So yeah. throughout the entire year, seasons uh, was one of the key drivers as consumers really wanted the comfort and the normalcy associated with seasonal traditions and rituals at a time when COVID uprooted their lives. Um so, yeah, I, that's probably not the healthiest thing to be doing Pro- in the age of a pandemic, but whatever, whatever comforts you. I'm not all about s'mores. I'll do one bite once a year. I'm good. I don't eat sweets. Like, I don't either. But, but that just combination is I'm good for one bite. Yeah, that's it. I don't dislike sweets. I'm not opposed to sweets. It's just I don't have a like a desire. Yeah. Like I, I just never like say, oh, I just need me. Some, I just need a cookie. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, I, but I but I make up for it with potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of any form or fashion, you eat potatoes. That's I, I for eat sure. a lot of potatoes. Uh, Florida man, of course it was. Oh, Florida man, of course it was. Here he is. Steals car carrying thirty vials of COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccine. Um, that's well. First can, of all, if you inject enough of it, can you get high? <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Hey, man, you can go to a place I can score some of that hydrochlorothiazide. I haven't peed in weeks. Um, Florida authorities are searching for a man they believe stole a car that contained 30 vials of the COVID-19 vaccine on Wednesday. The vehicle was stolen from the Strawberry Festival grounds. Candace, who the hell has got 30 vials of COVID vaccine? One, who's got them? It was in a Hyundai Accent. A 2018 Hyundai Accent, and all of them were refrigerated at the time of the theft. Um, yeah, police released surveillance video of the suspect, Thursday described him as a man in his 20s with long hair. Uh, cops say the keys had been in the car's ignition. You know, in my opinion, if the keys are left in the ignition, is it really stealing? Yeah, it was kind of a, it's like an open invitation. You're I, asking I mean, for it's it. like, maybe he's just borrowing it. Yeah. Bring Maybe right you just need back. to go to the Walmart or, or you know, or go it's to the It's not like he some... hot-wired a tractor. Exactly. Hey, and I don't know anybody that would do yeah, anything so like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of weird. First of all, do we know that this hippie at the Strawberry Festival knew that there were vaccines in the car? Why has it got to be a hippie? Does it say hippie? it says he had long hair. Yeah. He was a, a man in his 20s. You're a hippie. No, a I'm not even close to a hippie. You're a hippie. No, I just... I don't like haircuts. I just like to dress the part. <laughs> <laughs> Give me street cred in the hippie world. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I mean, this is this is kind of funny. Uh, th- I'm telling you, I told you in the intro talking about people's perspectives. Uh, you might be going through a lot of things, but hey, uh, chocolate and car theft—it's that's you can do that. Uh, here's another thing that you guys can do to cope uh, these days. 
United Nations mocked for a tweet saying, we must normalize men crying. Um, United Nations was roundly ridiculed on Twitter this past week for offering a list of things that must be normalized for men, the first of which was crying. I, mean, I cried got, this morning. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I woke up and said I had to drive all the way to <laughs> Irvin, and I cried a little bit. Look, dude, I, I might, I might cry if I need to cry, but I'm not going out looking for reasons to do it. You know, <laughs> or, what I or mean? looking for people to do it in front of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, hey, wait, like, y'all stay right here. Like, I'm I, it's dude, coming. I'm fixing to I cry. Might, I might cry, but I'm not going to walk out in the street and yell at everybody to look at me doing it. <laughs> The other things that must be normalized for men, according to the UN's... First of all, at what point in time, when did the damn United Nations become Oprah? When they started crying. <laughs> I mean, what is it their business, what men do? Why are they trying to normalize men's social, social behavior, sociological behavior? Um, so men, according to uh, UN's Entity for Gender Equality and the Empowerment of Women, there it is, that's the problem. Yeah. Chance, that's the problem. We could talk about this now that Candace is out of the they room. They just want us all to become these crybaby men. Let me put this. Say, say uh, grab them by the. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say these pussy willow men. Okay. Yeah. Weeping, weeping pussy willow men. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. I, and I yeah, know just, exactly what you're referring to. I just want to make sure that I'm uh, saying everything to keep it, you know, politically correct, because Candace just walked back in the studio. Candace, were you aware that the UN, the United Nations, has an entity uh, called the Gender Equality and Empowerment of Women? Did you know that that was a thing? That's, that's a thing. Uh, I mean, but what, what they want men to do is sharing the care, showing emotions, Seeking help and sharing feelings. Okay, look, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I just don't need to. I just don't need to make a thing out of it. I should share my feelings. Yeah. Steve, you should share your feelings. I share my feelings on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, you should. I wear my should, heart on the sleeve. I'm real sensitive. You should share the care. I, I share care. You should show emotions. I I've seen anger. Yeah, usually <laughs> anger comes out sometimes. That's an, an emotion. That's like crying. You what's the difference? What's Except the, anger. Yeah, exactly. Just let that emotion out. Seek help too. I um, seek help. I see. Uh, re I see a therapist on a semi-regular basis. I need. I need. I need his number. Her yeah. number. It's in your phone. Is it? Yeah. Okay. My life coach too. You have his number too. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. He lives up here. Oh my I talk god. to him every day. Oh my god! That's what there I wake up in the morning. There it talk is. to my life coach. Well, I need somebody that takes a copay. <laughs> <laughs> I can invoice you. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter was mocking them. Obviously, let me let me just. But let's take it one step. Let let me show you a man who got in touch with his feelings. Okay, I want to I want to show you what this looks like if the UN has its way. Former WWE wrestler Gabby Tuft came out as a transgender this week, calling her personal saga a thrilling story of gender transitioning. Flash that little picture of Gabby up there. Now, there's Gabby on the left before, where it started. And this is Gabby on the right uh, after, where it is today. Now, see, I, call it, I, I don't really like this. You know, this is, Do you this is false advertisement <laughs> right here. Because if I walked into a bar... And I saw these two people sitting side by side. Well, they couldn't do that. But, you know, that guy on the left, I'd be like, all right. 
The one on the right, though, I'd probably walk up and start chatting with. Would you? Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of woman. <laughs> uh, Tyler Rex uh, is, is the name that she wrestled under in the late 2000s and early 2010s. Uh, released an extensive in, extended interview uh, to, set to air Friday on Extra. Uh, Gabby is about to share her thrilling story of gender transitioning from former WWE superstar, bodybuilder, fitness guru, motivational speaker, and motorcycle racer to a fun-loving and fabulous female. She has been finally set free and is ready to rule her world. <laughs> Ooh, um, I got a closer picture now. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I retract my last statement. I, I probably wouldn't go talk to her. <laughs> I don't care how much hormone therapy you do. You can't get rid of all that scruff. Yeah. You just can't do it. Um, l- let me just give you that uh, resume again. WWE superstar, bodybuilder, fitness guru, motivational speaker, motorcycle racer. Um, the 270-pound Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> With that really deep voice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is me, unashamed, unabashedly me. This is the side of me that's hidden in the shadows, afraid and fearful of what the world would think, afraid of what my family, friends, followers would say or do. Um, good for good for Gabby. Yeah, I'm proud. Good for you. You know what? That person has no effect on my life. Not a whatsoever. single bit. Not a single bit. Go do it. Um, and and if that's what makes you happy, you come out and be happy. Um, I would much rather embrace that and, and somebody living their own deal again, as long as you're not cramming it down my throat, than the UN telling me <laughs> that I need to cry more. It's funny that you say more. cram it down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing Gabby. gay about it. <laughs> nothing gay about it. But I mean, I don't I don't know what their sexual preference is. Um, but anyway, good good for good for her. Um, did you see uh, Candace uh, Hunter Biden? Coming out with a new memoir. <laughs> I thought you thought he's coming out. No, I was like, no, he's not. He's not gay either. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna have. He's gonna have a memoir, which is gonna involve uh, banging your dead brother's wife and hookers and strippers, <laughs> knocking them up, doing blow and crack, uh, and releasing weird stuff on a laptop. And how to never be able to rent a car from ever again, no, <laughs> any place, no. never. <laughs> when you leave, when you leave cocaine in. The rental car, they probably will put you on the DNR. Yeah. The, uh, the, the do not rent <laughs> list. Yeah, DNRL. You yeah. got on there and you didn't even leave it in I the didn't, car. I haven't left anything in a car. <laughs> just They just didn't check it in. I'm, in. I'm on several do not rent lists. But at least I'm not Jesse Payton who told uh, the guy the thing he was going to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> so he's on the Enterprise do not rent list. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, we got a new one. Got a brand new partner to the show. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always looking at a screen uh, now more than ever. And whether you're an avid news watcher or in serious need of a distraction, unplugging yourself is easier said than done. One of my favorite ways to rest my eyes and still get the content I'm itching for is by putting in my Raycon wireless earbuds and listening to something great. Whether you're catching up on your favorite news podcast, bringing an audio book uh, into your head, or powering through your workout with a pumped-up playlist, a pair of Raycons in your ears can make all the difference. No dangling wires or stems to get in your way. Raycons come in a range of stylish colors, but always with a comfortable in-ear fit for a more discreet look. Raycons are built to perform anywhere and anytime with water and sweat-resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly and with enough battery life 
for six hours of playtime. You can unplug it for a while, and uh, just un- or you can unplug yourself for a while and plug in your Raycon earbuds. And the best part, Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of the other premium audio brands. They're currently offering 15% off all of their products for my listeners and watchers. And here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash watchchad, and that's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Uh, so feel free to grab a pair and a spare. And that's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash watchchad. We'll be right back. Hey, here's some good news. Uh, Not really good news. Shootings and murders have spiked across the country during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Of all the ways 2020 was terrible, one of the worst was its violence. See, everybody talking about, oh, you just don't care about grandma and grandpa. Oh, you you just need to shut down and you need to distance and you need to blah, 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 blah. But we don't talk about the murders that happened because of this. A study found the murder rate in America saw a large and troubling increase that has no modern precedent. And it's plainly the fruit of the anti-policing movement. The country hadn't seen an increase in homicides of more than 13% for a half century, but murder across America soared by 30% from 2019 to 2020. And uh, the National Commission of COVID-19 and Criminal Justice, that's a, that's a commission. Wow. They, they just come up I, with everything. That just I bet they really struggle on how to, you know, somebody gets mur- murdered, they have COVID. Uh, what do we do? Yeah. Is it murder or is it COVID? Yeah. Yeah. You got to test them. Yeah. They got a knife stuck in their head, but you got to test them. <laughs> you do. Uh, homicide rates were higher during every month of 2020 relative to rates from the previous year uh, based on a sample of 34 cities, including New York. Uh, da, 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 da. The homicide rate rose from 43%, rose 43% with 131 more killings. Uh, while Chicago saw 278 more with a jump of 55%. Shocker. Well, it shut down the economy, like everybody in their houses, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Shut down the communities. Yeah. It's, uh, you're, asking, it's, uh, you know, it, you're asking for it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, said it's clearly related in part to the coronavirus and to the fact that people were cooped up. Everybody yeah. but the murderers, I guess. Um, but, I mean, they, it even jumped in January and February, which was pre-pandemic. Um, the murder rate jumped 32.5% in New York. More significant was a 37.2% uptick seen in June and August, a precipitous rise after civil unrest following the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. Yep. St. Louis, 50-year high. People were setting things on fire. I'm sure somehow the murder rate, they, I don't see Trump's name anywhere in the article, though. Trump to find where it's trump's fault somewhere in there it's got to be um got to be his fault yeah uh subduing the 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 report warns urgent action is needed we're all gonna get murdered we're all getting murdered up in here hide your babies (laughs) hide your wives subduing the pandemic increasing confidence in the police and justice system and the implementing proven anti-violent strategies will be necessary to achieve a durable peace in the nation's cities but we got to if we defund the police, so we no, left no, of no. them, leave it. If they're going to do that, they need to be constitutional carry. Let everybody take care of themselves. Yeah. And it'll work out pretty fast. I'm sure it will. Uh, you can't say Black Lives Matter, by the way. 
Now, remember, you had to say Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Remember, they had everybody in the streets, and they were like, you've got to say Black, say Black Lives Matter. Say Black Lives Matter. Now they don't want you to say Black Lives Matter if you're still appropriating black culture. All right? Okay. That's a appropriating black culture. That's a, I, I don't even know where to go with that. I need, you know. Well, let's dig into it a little bit. A few days after George Floyd was murdered, uh, this author tweeted, I'm seeing a lot of people who actively appropriate black culture posting about this police brutality as if they're not also implicated in this system of oppression. Um, The author says, I posted this because as a Caribbean person of Indian descent, here we go. Not even a black person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have dark skin, but you're not African-American. Yeah. But let's let's go with it. I saw so many people from my own community doing this, and it was mind-boggling to me that they didn't understand the parallel. The post reached more than 10,000 people. Woo! With a fair amount of support and some detractors, the majority of people responded with a clap emoji. Yes, thank you, comments. There were a few who said things like, this is a ridiculous comparison. People just want something to be offended by, even when others are trying to show support. Well, um, after a few weeks of back and forth, it came clear that so many people in my mentions didn't realize cultural appropriation, which occurs when a member of a dominant culture uses elements of another more marginalized group's identity for profit or in a dismissive way, can actually cause harm for the group whose identity is being commandeered. Candace, I will never commandeer your Ethiopian culture. Okay? I love you and I love your people and I will never appropriate anything about your people yeah hey can you cancel that order for the candace ethiopian (laughs) t-shirts all right cool (laughs) sometimes we sometimes ebola's gonna bowl you know what i mean (laughs) uh we've seen it time and again a non-black person dresses in a way that one would attribute to the black culture uh it's just fashion they say however the black person whose style is being imitated is seen as a thug for wearing the same thing These harmful stereotypes are part of the reason black people are more heavily targeted by police to begin with. Or consider this, if a non-black person, Steve, wears cornrows, Candace, it's a hairstyle they can take on and off as they please without consequences. If a black person wears cornrows, they can expect a considerable amount of prejudice for wearing this hairstyle. Just so you know. All right. Just so you know, Steve. All right. Do not. I mean, it's, so we're basing hairstyle for I think cornrows appropriation. Kind of hot myself. It's like you know, yeah. like half cornrow. You just do half, and then let the yeah. Let I like the, like if it's on a this it's on a good looking girl, man. Yeah, I but don't I what think color that down in like in Jamaica, you mm-hmm. know, down in the Caribbean and stuff like that. It looks painful, but it yeah, also looks good. Tying your hairs in little knots and stuff. Uh, here we go. And what about the many non-black people who exploit black culture for profit? Just think about the most popular uh, white creators who garnered millions of views per TikTok video and secured brand deals by performing dance choreographed dances choreographed by black dancers. Should this be considered appropriation, even racist? Yes, because white creators are profiting off of a culture created by black people without giving them any credit for it. Okay, so I have to be real careful because and I, this is not an issue. <laughs> it's this writer that I'm having the problem with, yeah. right? So. How many times have black people profited off of things that white people created? Let's go there. Because let's face it, folks, contrary to what your revisionist history wants to teach you, black people didn't create everything in the world. Yeah. Now, if I, if I, if no matter what you say, 
they're going to come back and say, well, you know, we created this, we created that. And they're going to say, no, a black person did it first. Black yeah. person did it first. So it was probably <laughs> some white caveman out there that invented a wheel and fire. No, no, it was a black guy. His name was Cecil D. And he created the wheel, and, 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 it, was, and it was Tyrone Gungungo who created fire. That's the way it's going to go. But let's face it. But did he file a patent for it? No, go through the all black the paperwork guy that did and it. it. The black cave guy that did it. The cave black guy. Okay. So let's be honest. If you appropriate black culture, you're contributing to the racist system as well. So if you don't understand why people get angry at comments like this, it's just a hairstyle, it's just an accent, or it's just a pair of baggy jeans, this is why. Cultural appropriation is about more than wearing a certain outfit, changing the way you speak, dancing a particular way, or choosing a specific look. It's about power dynamics. If you want to eradicate racism, Steve, yeah, don't wear baggy pants. Um, I don't. I mean, you who said to, that baggy pants were exclusive to black people? I mean, that 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 isn't that a racist insinuation right there? You're stereotyping to say that cornrows only belong to black people. You know what, though, I, I, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about this. There was many times when I was a little kid. You know, you know, my parents pull your pants up. You know, well, that's because you don't have an ass. Oh, okay. So, but I remember, you know, you even telling my that. own kids, I, I, pull your pants up, you know, pull them up right. You never did that to emulate a black person. No, that's that's um, what I'm trying to figure out. Well, this, this what, you got to give credit where it's due, Steve. Just remember. I appropriate every culture I bring into my household. I think that's what makes America great. We can appropriate culture. Well, let me just say this before we go to the break, because you need to learn, Steve, to acknowledge the struggle of the black community when you wear cornrows, okay? <laughs> and if you change your accent or dress in a way that's influenced by black culture, no, can't do that. You need to fight racism every day, and don't let racist comments slip by Morgan Wallen. Uh, do I allow anti-black... Hey, he's now known as... G Money Wallen. G Money Wallen. Yeah. Okay. G Money Wallen. Uh, do I allow anti-blackness to continue in my home? I and mean, when it does, do I speak up? Um, okay. Do I value Black Lives or just Black culture? It's a big difference. Hey, I got some great news for our from our friends uh, at Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically, which is going to make it a whole lot easier for even more Americans to dump the big name carriers who charge way too much and then donate your money to leftist causes proud to partner with patriot mobile because they never send a penny to the left and they'll never silence you and they're the only christian conservative wireless provider out there plus you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers but charge a whole lot less switching is easy you can keep your phone number bring your own phone or get a new one from them you'll build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more just go to patriotmobile.com chad and call their u.s-based customer service team if that's easier you can call them at 972 patriot 972 patriot patriot uh, veterans first responders save even more and this month get free premiere activation they'll set it up for you with a special gift and uh you'll use offer code chad i spell it chad go to patriotmobile.com slash chat or call 972 patriot we'll be right back I promised everybody in the intro we were going to talk about pers people's perspectives, man. That's a perspective. That's it, a perspective. It is a perspective. Yeah, I mean, you got to quit navel-gazing, man. Quit focusing on yourself, Steve. Yeah. Get up there and realize the world out there, there's other things to be They're offended by other things, and we need to get offended, too. Nope. Have you cried today? I did. I told you I cried this morning. Did you? Yeah. 
What you crying about? Because uh, I was like, I'm going. I'm headed up. over to the studio. Oh, here we go. Quit your crying. Um, here's a great one. Candace loves to torture me with these articles from Cosmopolitan. I should get a subscription chance. At this stage in the game, I've read all the Cosmopolitan articles. Do they still print magazines, or is it all online these days? I don't days? know. I mean, I see, I see magazines like in the. I don't you, go to stores. Yeah, I don't either anymore, but. I, I see them, but does anyone get them? I don't get any magazine subscriptions. You know, one of the most liberating the things. So, I'll NRA get to your point. Stuff. One of the most liberating things for me through coronavirus and, and just all this stuff that's gone on is I don't go to stores anymore, right? And, and, and because you ruined it for me. I don't want to be judged for not wearing a mask. I don't want, like, you know, I, I put my money where my mouth is. If you, want, if you don't want me to be around you and you're afraid I'm going to make you sick, fine, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. You can deliver it to me. Deliver it to me. And you'd be like, well, that hurts the economy. Well, maybe it does. But I can't tell you the last time I went into a damn Walmart. I mean, that's years. I just won't go. Can't stand them. Won't go. I might hop into the local mom and pop grocery or something. And yeah, you know, I'll pay extra, uh, a little extra for for some stuff. Go to Mark Pagel's over there at Rendon Meats and get meat over there. I'd much rather support local folks yeah. and uh, pay a little extra to do it than go into Target or the Walmart or whatever. I don't go, so I don't know what the magazine stands hold anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I Newspapers. Don't go. You, I growing up, you always all your you got a newspaper thrown in your yard or in your driveway right. every morning. Yeah, my whole life, everybody. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. I don't see a newspaper guy driving through our neighborhood throwing newspapers. Yeah, people don't read the news. Yeah, it's uh, it's, a, it's, it's going a, away. It needs to come back though, like like vinyl records. Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same, but maybe not. Yeah, but there is something to be said about reading an actual news story in a newspaper. And and anyway, uh, this person wrote an article. I shop your online grocery orders, and it's scary out there. While the coronavirus pandemic continues to spread throughout the world, more and more states have issued stay-at-home orders, which have increased the use in grocery delivery services like Instacart. But as the dangers of shopping have grown larger, gig economy workers hmm, have organized with the Gig Workers Collective. Where do these people come up with these names? I mean, the UN wants you to cry because they're part of some female collective. The Gig Workers Collective, a group that represents Instacart shoppers who announced that they were going on strike against the app in March. Shoppers asked Instacart for things such as hazard pay, more protective personal equipment, like hand sanitizer. Instacart responded to these concerns here. Uh, Cosmopolitan spoke to one of the organizers, la, 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 la. And they, here's what they had to say. Ashley Johnson, 31. What? Uh, I was just going to say, they could just go get another job. <laughs> Ain't that something? <laughs> I mean, that is the Biden you don't philosophy. Like the, you don't like the way it is? Just go get another That's job, That's the Biden right? philosophy. You get kicked <laughs> out of your oil and gas job, your pipeline job. You just go get another job. Yeah. Learn the code. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing gig work since about 2013. I've done house cleaning, child care, pet sitting, event planning, organizing, anything like that. I've been doing grocery delivery since 2018. I'm a single mom, son's seven years old. Um, I used to be a veterinary assistant, but that kind of job just does not work schedule-wise with a single parent. This gives me flexibility. Uh, before I realized that everything was going to be shut down due to COVID-19, I noticed that grocery delivery had gone absolutely haywire. All of a sudden, people were buying weird things. And if something was out of stock, they were just buying all of the something else. 
whatever that means, just buying all of something else. So you go into the store, and there would be no pasta, no rice, and then as uh, Washington gradually turned into a stay-at-home order, people really started to panic. They understood that they should stay home, and that's when they started turning to grocery delivery. Uh-uh-uh. I did curbside. I don't do delivery to the house. Dun, and curbside dun. costs four dollars i mean I, that's what it costs for them to go get it and i have to make sure that no substitutions because i don't need well, some of the substitutions will send you a giant i'm just telling you dude with the murder crazy. rates what they are in cities across america you might want to stay home Nah, i'm not gonna do it we're already at a pretty business pretty busy business beforehand but after the stay-at-home mandates we definitely saw more orders on instacart in particular now that we're in the midst of a pandemic the shops take longer blah 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 Okay. A few weeks ago, I was of the mindset that I shouldn't use gloves and masks because I don't want to hoard from healthcare professionals. So, so altruistic. And they're not available in stores anyway. But now I'm wearing a cloth mask. I wash my hands more than I've ever washed them in my life. Sometimes in stores, the bathrooms are closed, so we can't go in and use real soap and water. I have to use hand sanitizer in between. I clean my hands when I go to the store. In between certain departments of the store, I wash my hands. So this person basically is saying they're going to get sick. Um, and they're going to get an illness they're going to give to their family or their customers because they this these, these stores aren't providing them a place to truly wash their hands. Okay. I've definitely I, seen altercations in parking lots. I've seen more store security, just exhausted. Uh, I feel You feel anxiety from all the people around you, the checkers, the other customers. I mean, this person's really having a rough it, day. If we create a sterile environment right now, in five years from now, 10 years from now, Everything that comes across, you know, our yeah. system is going to shut us down. Everything. It's uh, go get dirty, kids. So they went on strike. They don't feel safe now that the CDC recommendations have changed. We don't feel safe. And we can't, as a whole, afford this sort of protective equipment. Among other things, we're asking for tip minimums. <laughs> tip minimums. And a clear hazard pay of $5 per shop. We're asking for them to provide PPE, mostly just disinfectant and sanitizer. Gloves and masks would have been great. They were, uh, but we were really concerned about the lack of ability to do hand washing. Uh, that's where we're at, man. People can't wash their hands, and they're really getting torn up over this. Our world is f***ed, bro. Uh, I mean, we're at a point now where it's over with, dude. I mean, it's totally over with. Yeah. Like, like, like this is our major issue. Like, maybe it's a good thing. I didn't wash like, my hands all day. Maybe it's a good thing. Like, we're not worried about the fact that they just arrested eight Iranians that just came across the Mexican border uh, last no, week. You know, there's some news stations that that wasn't on. It's not even on there. I mean, yeah. it was the eight so, or 11 Iranians that they came across the Mexican border. Yeah. And we're not worried about that. No, and we're worried about hand washing. And it doesn't matter if they were terrorists or not. It doesn't matter. They illegally trying to come in our country. Well, I don't care what they, race you are. I don't care Iranians. what color you are. Exactly. They're not Guatemalans. They're not Mexicans. Yeah. They're not Hondurans. And I'm sure they were in that country illegally, in Mexico right. illegally. They were Iranians. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys own a map, but the direct route from Iran to America, which, by the way, there has been a travel ban from Iran, uh, <laughs> and rightfully so, it, it's not, Mexico is not on the direct route. It's just not <laughs> how you go. You don't sneak under the fence from Mexico. Oh my gosh! So that's that's our that's our issue. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to take out some stock in Hershey's. I'm gonna need to take out stock in Instacart. Um, because they're gonna start making their changes, man. 
They also hired, they hired more than 300,000 workers. No, they hired 300,000 more workers trying to ensure their customers don't have to wait. You know what that is? That is just one big cesspool of COVID germs right there at Instagram. Yeah, probably so. But it, it tells you they're hiring because everybody else has laid off and stuff. And it created these jobs that necessarily weren't there. And um, I use DoorDash a lot, you know, you bring yeah. food to the house, that kind of thing. And I say a lot. Uh, I cut it way out, almost completely out now, but I've used it a lot. But during this COVID, we were using it. And I started noticing that when I have somebody, they're pulling up in a Mercedes and it's a, you can tell it's a housewife or somebody that professional door dashing food. It, they went after, they're working. And I have certain delivery services that uh, I have the same delivery people who come. Make, I make sure they get tipped from me. Because yeah. one of the things, I, people don't know this, one of the things that I found out is there are certain stores that will keep the tips. They don't give them to their delivery person. Yeah, you do it cash. So I make sure can. that they get it. Make sure your delivery people get it. Uh, and they, But a lot of these stores out there, I've become such a regular customer that they will stock certain things knowing that I'm just the only one who buys it. Like Coda Go Tequila. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm the one who buys it. I'm the one who wants it. And, and my six bottles a week uh, keeps them in business. <laughs> God bless you, George Strait, for the music and for the tequila. Uh, but anyway, th that's the world we're living in. Dude. I hope George Strait has never said anything like Morgan Wallen said. I, I, that, Can you no, imagine? No country singer ever has. No country yeah, singer ever none. has. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back. <laughs> Ah, it's the weekend, Stephen. Weekend. Might as well have a drink. Yeah, the weekend. Uh, I guess I'm pro appropriating Mexican culture by drinking Dos Equis. Yeah, probably so. Is that is that is that the case, Candace? You think I'm in trouble by drinking Mexican beer? If that's the it. case, we're we appropriate Chinese culture. Most everything we got is made in China. True. Like, I had two chairs that showed up the other day that I had to put together, and uh, sure, sure enough, made in China. Well, uh, it's I had ordered these real nice uh, dining set, you know, table and chairs and all this kind of stuff. Well, uh, and this was years ago. And I mean, real good. I was like, man, these are great wooden chairs. They, they're still in my house, the ones in my house, but it was short two chairs. So I found the model number and stuff and ordered it and they came from Vietnam. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. I really thought I was buying, you know, yeah. you got to look close if you want the, what I paid for it. It wasn't Vietnam price. It was, it was Amish price. <laughs> hey, this weekend, come out and hang with us. Have a drink with us uh, at the uh, Cool Springs Convention Center uh, Marriott in Franklin, Tennessee. Going to be there. Jesse Payton, the very funny Jesse Payton, is going to be there with me. And uh, Party Foul Steve will be there, of course. Kentucky Kyle. And then come and see us in Austin, Texas at the Horseshoe Bay Resort. Two nights, February 13th and 14th. You can bring your Valentine and your next to Valentine. Uh, just bring all the girls. Anyway, I want you guys to come out and hang out with us. And the place to figure that out and how to do that and where to go and where to get tickets and information is at watchchad.com. Go check us out. That's where all the fun stuff is. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Steve, uh, buddy, cheers, my friend. Let's Don't 
culturally appropriate anything. All right? I'm going to try not to. Listen but let's to go to Nashville as soon as we get through here. And let's go. That's where we're going. A cult, let's go appropriate some Nashville culture. Let's go do See that. See if eat they some, get pissed off. Let's go eat some hot chicken. Yeah. Hattie that sounds B's. good. We're headed to or Nashville. party fouls. Right now. That's right. Coming in a day early so we can party in Nashville. At a reduced capacity. Hey, we love y'all. God bless you. BlazeTV.com. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.